well, all right. Yes. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the drop. We are four drops in the can. <laughs> waka, waka, waka. Uh, joining me today, your humble host, Nancy Jundy, COO here at Digital Film Tree, is Paul Edmiston, who is one of our GeoDailies, Dailies IO operator. Same goes for Matthew Kirkman. And then also our night operations manager, Mr. Mike Streeter. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the drop. Yay! There we go. Fanfare, All fanfare. Right. Well, guys, you'll hear about this, I'm sure, ad nauseum in other drops, but uh, I liken all of us to the Avengers because we come with baller backstories. The whole point of this team is that we take on the challenges that only a team can solve and how these killer backstories come together. With that, Paul, tell us all about it. Like, you you really do have, like, a how, how long have you been doing neighbors? Well... Actually, only about four years, but, you know, in between doing a bunch of other things, I do go back to, I did a couple of days of dailies back in the Telecine days. Yes! The yes! Tape That's a good story. The film to tape transfers for, uh, I did one day for NYPD Blue <laughs> and one day for the practice. And uh, that was that was rough. That was back when it was a two-person thing. You had your dailies colorist and then the assist. And the dailies colors, they just did the manual color. There were no like presets or LUTs or anything like that. But, uh, and they would load the film onto the data cine, I think is what it was called, oh. you know, to play back. Oh, and the audio would come in those old like FBI file reel to reel. Yes. <laughs> you know, the Nagras. You yeah. know, so you have to load those up and thread them. And as the assist, um, you check sync. But that was hard because you checked it on like an old black and white security guard monitor with a <laughs> with a VHS wheel and the fields and the frames. And you'd have to be real quick and say like one late, two early frames because then the colors would have to stop, adjust, because they'd do the adjustment. And then they'd roll again. And if you had a finicky colorist, they get kind of pissy if you took too long. Because yep. the more the film is exposed to air, the more dirt and dust just yep. get on it, you know? So so yeah. that, was quite a, that was quite a process. Oh, but the worst part is... Since it's film, it's all real time. So mm -hmm. you had to, you no know, scrubbing through, <laughs> no getting right. through. So if they shot eight hours, you were literally watching eight at least hours. eight hours. That's great. Have you guys touched film? I've never <clears throat> touched film, uh, not even in film school. I, I started like at the very, very, very end where like, I think if I had gone to like a big university, I might've still got film, yeah. but um, we did all video. Where'd you go? Los Angeles Film School. Okay. And I think, uh, I forget where Thomas went, but he... He went to Chapman. Okay. Yeah. He, he was, he had actually touched film, but he was, he was in love with tape to tape. So you would sync this, you would sync the, the actual oh. film to... To the... tape. So oh, you, to you, tape. Okay. Had, you had tape, you had uh, three tapes. You had a, the high def master, usually a D5. Uh, I remember when that was fancy. A, a dub, a dubbing master, which right. is usually a digibeta, which would then go to a place like DVS to have all the viewing copies made. Because this is before, well, it's not before the internet, but it's before yeah, it's, viewing <laughs> sites, right? It's before pics. Right, and you couldn't just send somebody that. a video. Exactly. It would take two years. Right? So yeah, that would, and then a uh, DV cam, uh, mm -hmm. DV cam. That's what would go to the editors. So yeah, you'd make your your three tapes. So right, yeah, right. we were we were laying down the tape. But, I, but what I'm asking is, you when you actually sync the audio, the audio was all done digitally, or did you sync it like no, actually sync it to like the perfs of the film to the to the actual audio oh tape? God, I think so. Yeah. Wow, that's yeah, crazy. It was, it was. Yeah, you had to know what the key code. I think that was a big mm -hmm. deal about. It. <laughs> I only did a couple of things, but uh, but yeah, that that was. Uh, 
2004. <laughs> well, that's, like that. I mean, that's what blows my mind. Like, I, I was working and renting tape decks in 2004, mm. 2005, and a D5 was like, yeah. honest to God, it was probably alone 2500 a week to rent a D5. Yeah, us. yeah, that's back when those decks were king. And now, <laughs> I love the I, D5. They just, you know, <laughs> yeah, they're gone. They're gone. <laughs> it's all gone. And I even, like, I'll walk back into our machine room, and we still have these things, but it's like, oh, NSR. precious yeah. baby. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I go back to level three where there are uh, just racks and racks and racks yeah. of just tape decks. Yeah. <laughs> so, But that was the tape days. But the then, days. the earthquake in Japan. Oh, yeah. The tsunami. Yeah, it made all the tapes really hard to get. Actually wiped out the tape factory and made tape skyrocket. We were mm -hmm. already on our way to uh, file base, but... We're still kind of, eh, but that definitely, okay, we're all file based now. But I mean, <laughs> so, we talked about that a lot. That was a big deal, that actually, an act of God. Well, <laughs> that's forced innovation. Like, yeah. We kept saying that in 2020 because right. it was like, we, we got to work from home. Yeah. Well, but we were so fortunate because we had already planned for that because people hate the 405. <laughs> and so oh, that had been a luxury to be able to work from home, but overnight it was forced innovation. Right. And which, the, the only thing we had to liken it to was the tsunami that took out mm -hmm. all the tapes and everything. Right, so right, yeah. That, in and of itself, is a perfect segue into Mr. Kirkman because you were editing when we found you, you know, on the side of the road, <laughs> and we're like, come with us, little girl. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so no, but like, I mean, that's what's kind of cool that you were, you were editing stuff yourself already, and I forget how you found us, but like, you were like, yeah, I'm gonna check you guys out. It was Jake. Same way. I oh, was that's there. right. Everybody, so, ladies and gentlemen, phone call from Jake. You will know Jacob Tillman. I would say he's like a good solid thirty percent of the staff here is thanks to to Jacob. Yeah, honestly, yes, for sure. Yeah, <laughs> and that's LA Film School, right? Uh, that's where I I don't know how he knows Kirkman. That's oh, how no. I know. I I reached out to him randomly. Was, was it because of his tattoo? Um, I joined this website called Stage 32, which is like a Keep it PG, Kirkman. <laughs> okay. Oh, man, like that's a bleep a bunch of stuff I said. For creative people, basically. Like film people. So I just went on, and I looked up all the editors I could find, and Jacob was one of them, and I just messaged a whole shit ton of them. And I was like, okay, hey, I'm Matt Kirkman. I'm looking for, you know, advice on, you know, film industry, like, you know what to do. And Jacob responded. He was like, hey... I'm down, and he took me out to. He actually bought my lunch. Wow. <laughs> it was amazing. That was my favorite. He's like, yeah, like a big brother program. He's like, I worked at NCIS LA. I was like, oh yeah. shit, man, this guy. What did you know about dailies? Oh, what did I know? I thought dailies were. You get the film. <laughs> you film the movie. You, you the dailies the are just the people who like. They make the film into like a digital thing that the director can watch the next day. Do you remember what that's called now? <laughs> it's called Telescene. Yes! Yeah, learn yes. that. Education is sticking. Yeah. So what would, you, what would you say Dailies is now? Uh, Dailies is primarily prepping the footage and organizing it for the people in the days to cut up. And you gotta do that because uh, it's, it's kind of a mess when it comes in. Mike Streeter wrote an email that basically everyone took about a week off to pick up their jaw 
And he was like, that's the abridged version. It's no big deal. Um, well, when you're in it, it doesn't seem like that much stuff. Like, it really doesn't. And then you step you step back and you're like, okay, here's what you do. Oh, and then this. And those steps just come automatically when you're doing them. But when you're actually speaking them out loud to somebody, yeah. you're like, oh, this is actually a lot to process. There's yeah. like a lot of stuff going right. on. You do it every day. You're kind of like, yeah, sure. I get to see the whole season before everybody else. <laughs> It took a long time, like, to, to get people to understand not only what dailies were, like, what you guys did it was like, oh, it's the night team. Like, there was definitely kind of a culture here for a little while of, like, the night team can do that. Well, let's see if the night team can do that. And it's like, uh, we're going to dive into a little show called A Little Later with Lily Singh, <laughs> and we're going to give you a few, like, actual examples of why so much of this takes so much work, but... Um, so far as people calling it just dailies, and I think each of you might be guilty, I've heard this, you know, oh, it's just dailies. But it's it's easy to say because not a lot of people know what it takes to do dailies. And then someone sits with you and they're like, oh my God. And it's not just all of the actual work that you have to do, but then it's knowledge of the fact that you're, you're dealing with camera masters. This is still like touching yeah. film in the sense that yeah. like if... If the files get corrupted, if they don't come over, if you're not catching something, you've got you've got one shot here. And then uh, Aaron was describing card clearance and like why it's such a big deal. Yeah. If you can't call that, you cannot call that. And then last but not least, but like all of these shows that are trusting you with the appropriate files, not just for editorial, not just for color, not just for sound, not for it's it's this whole range of things. And it's like, you guys kind of like come in, you're badasses, you do your job. But even with you guys, I don't know if the gravity always hits you of what you're doing. I mean, mm -hmm. does it hit any of you guys? Well, the, the camera master's part, that's definitely like the fear that stops yeah. you every now and then. Like, did I copy that over? But like, yes, handling the camera masters, because the last thing you want to do is ask the show, hey, do you have... That yeah, did stuff you, you shot. Because <laughs> we don't. Did you back we that up? You we sent didn't do our us. job, and yes. so now we need you to see. We've got these great us. DNX 36 versions <laughs> of it. To be clear, that has never happened. We yes, have never, that has not happened. We have never lost but the game. That is like, Just right here, big and across uh, the screen. Yes. It has never happened. It We're talking happen. about night sweat. Yes, tears. but that's but we, we have definitely had instances where we were like, where is it? Where, of, where is it? I'm where, glad you too. If it wasn't just me, uh, then just but yeah, yeah. But we're, that's why we're we have the ordinance, live ordinance. That's why we have the systems that we have in place, where everything gets backed up multiple right. times. Everything gets checked, triple checked before right. it gets deleted. Right. But you still have those doubts because yeah. because they are so important. Right. You're like, I know I wouldn't have, but right. did I just delete? Right. The, <laughs> like the whole right. season? Did, would I have done that? Yeah, you're dealing with the actual masters. You got to make sure they're copied over yeah. in multiple spots <laughs> in case, you know, a drive or a, yeah, drive a volume crashes or whatever. Uh, LCO yeah. gets messed up somehow. Right. Smashes it with a hammer. <laughs> That's never happened either. I was like, where are we going with that one? <laughs> I mean, if it happened, what if somebody... What Ooh, if somebody but a, a good film story for way back in the day in the practice, I heard that, uh, I know it was NYPD Blue. NYPD Blue, at the beginning of the season, they would go to NY and they'd shoot all their New York stuff. Mm -hmm. they get all their New York... Um, exteriors out of the way and then come back and do all the stuff here well all the film went through some sort of x-ray that screwed oh my god oh. well yeah you can't that do that screwed it all so they had to go back and <laughs> reshoot all their their stuff yeah oh. so 
Yeah. Who, did, who didn't know that? Oh my who God. Who didn't know? Yeah. Something screwed it all up. So, yeah. yeah. Some, some PA somewhere. <laughs> Never worked in the sound again. Right. Yeah. I was going to ask because there was at one point you were you were working like something like 93 hours a day. Yeah, close uh, to you. Yeah. Because we had so many shows that were shooting so much, so many different formats. Uh, were we, I know we were at one point on Baselight and Resolve. You were working so many hours in a day that I remember you saying like, it's a lot to keep track of for as many things that are in the fire. Oh, and it's uh, like you were between two different systems, all of the different files. Like, I was way more than two different systems. Well, I'll that's tell you what, that. that's yeah, what yeah. I'm getting at. Like, you know, so far as how many different systems you have to jump between. But on top of it, it's like the volume of shows that we have coming in that are also now shooting at like 4K. Yeah. Some of which are shooting on like nine cameras, including drone footage. And then others that like aren't like don't even have a clapboard. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um and also remote workflow. So mm-hmm. on top of that, anything anything with a remote, meaning like when we when we do shows that are uh, shooting in London or, or uh, Georgia or wherever, like that puts a whole extra added you know thing onto it. Luckily with England with the London stuff, that means that they drop super duper early. They mm-hmm. drop at like two p.m. Mm-hmm. So that's really handy for us. But normal shows or a show in LA or a show in Georgia, even which you know has like a three hour time difference. They're going to drop much later, so we can't even get started on it. They shoot a late day. We can't even get started on it until, like, 1 in the morning, and you got to still bring all the camera masters or the or the, or the the uh, DNX media over, mm-hmm. um, and you're running against the clock, you know. Uh, that's the other thing with dailies is, like, mm-hmm. by, by 6.30 in the morning, or basically, they have to be done every day. Like, there's no, like, didn't get through it. There was a lot of footage today. We, yeah. Sorry, guys. we didn't have enough time it's like yeah. that it's done otherwise the producers of the show literally the producers are calling dft saying mm-hmm. hey the editors don't have anything where to do yeah where are the dailies even if they shot you know 20 hours that's so, pretty much the only department that gets that call like, <laughs> yeah like from like the the, the upper upper management yeah it's mm-hmm. pretty, pretty can be pretty scary <laughs> well so unwind it a little bit because yeah. there are two things one there's a hell of a lot of systems involved in processing dailies and then two the entirety of you said like there's a whole other thing with doing it remote like right. again this is part of why we're doing this one because people don't know what the hell you mean when you say that right basically we have a system wherever these wherever these shows are shooting and uh a system meaning you know a computer and uh the after they shoot for the day they'll put all of the footage onto a drive that drive gets taken by a pa or whoever over to the actual our system that we have set up in a secure uh you know location that uh specializes in holding computers and stuff and by system that's the geopod the geopod right our our really fancy top of the line computers that we have because we only get one right Mm. here we have a whole facility to, to process we can we can we can have multiple systems running on the same at the same time processing you know we could process nla on like five different uh computers you know and get it done in 10 minutes but we only have one computer we can't we can't unfortunately send out 20 computers to every remote location but yeah so we have that system out there somebody brings a drive to it hooks it up they call us here we answer and uh hopefully hello dfp um and you know, we got to check and make sure that drive is mounted and that everything looks like it's there because also sometimes they don't put LUTs on there if we need to add LUTs. Sometimes they don't put audio, you know, like you really got to check and make sure that they're doing their job Especially too. before the PA leaves for the day and that's it. Right, <laughs> and then you're kind of screwed, you yeah. know, that you don't have any, you're, that computer 
if it's in England, that computer is 3,000 miles away. Right? Yeah. You know, it's like it's literally more than that. But you know, yeah. however far England is far, it's really far. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I didn't do the research. Um, but uh, so I know we can't, if that system needs to be re- rebooted or something, we have to get somebody to go out yeah. to that system and hard, hard reboot it. I mean, we have, we have certain ways that we've set up so that we can do it ourselves. Um, but if it needs to have a physical touch, if somebody has to actually go out there and power it on with their human finger, mm-hmm. we have to. <laughs> yes. We have to Not call. Their dogs no paws. robot fingers. No, no, no dogs. Yeah. No dog paw. No dog allowed. Well, it's funny because one of those systems, uh, like where we can do the like automatic reboot, yeah. was on NLA, and so they actually had remote editorial, but they still did physical drops, right? They didn't do yeah. the Geopod. Yeah. And that became your show, didn't it? Um, yeah. It's- it was cool. It's a different show. It uses a different workflow than other shows. Because NLA is 13 seasons deep now, mm-hmm. it's, it, it's you know, been going on for so long, we don't want to change the yeah. process for them. Um, and yeah, they're, they're fine just keeping yeah. everything the same. They're not resolved? Um, they're not resolved. I mean, we still use resolve, but it's not the new resolve workflow. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but everything else after, after last season on, on Ted Lasso and Dave, uh, they requested that we change our workflow. And so in the middle of the season, in the middle season. The, one of the editors didn't like the way that we did our dailies. And so we had to, on the fly, figure out a new process for them. And love, I mean, it turned out great. And uh, as it's become our new standard, mm-hmm. I think it's a better, and it's an improvement over what we were doing before. But it was stressful to have to come up with a new workflow in the middle mm-hmm. of the season uh, for two different shows and please everybody. So yeah. What was the change? Uh, well, basically, it's the way that we deliver it to them. Um, I don't know why we want to get into branding here, but um, there's You're a... You're all uh, our friends. <laughs> there's a, a very common way of processing uh, a dailies. There's a, there's a program called Colorfront. Um, it's what a lot of editors are used to at this point because it's very popular, very common. It kind of creates a, a, a specific type of uh, delivery for the editors. So that's what they were kind of expecting. And we had, it had been coming, becoming more and more regular that we'd get editors being like, oh, this is not how we normally get our dailies. Um, but they would be okay with it. We just had to explain like what, what, what the differences were between ours and theirs. Well, it was a subtle difference too, right? It's all about the matchback from the sub clip to the master clip. Right. Which that's basically the only difference from their perspective is just that when you match back, when you're, when you're editing um, the single track audio that we give them, when you match back, it will match back to either the original audio file or the original video file. That's the old DFT and method. color front, when you ma- match backing is uh, you have your, your master clip mm-hmm. uh, in Avid, and then from that master clip, we make sub clips. And I guess that's what they edit with, right? The sub clips. Right, because they don't want to have all those. Sometimes they'll shoot like 15 tracks of audio. Right. And so you don't want to have to deal with crap. all that while you're doing the sub clips. Right. right. They just have one track of audio. But sometimes, I don't know why I haven't edited, but you'll want to match back, meaning you'll want to go back to that master clip. You'll be on your sub clip at a cut, and you'll hit match back, and it'll bloop, it'll bring up that master clip. So mm-hmm. they're in sync, so you know they're together. But when you'd match back for like either color front or cortex, it would match back to the audio and the video, like everything. But the way we used to do it, yeah, it would be like, do you want the video or do you want the audio? It's very subtle and kind of silly, yeah, we had to make this whole change for because it's not that big a deal. No, I mean, Erin was struggling to go into it. This is kind of like a deeper dive. She said basically our workflow change all came down to the audio files. Right. Yeah. 
Right. Yeah, it was just kind of silly because aren't you chopping video? With that? <laughs> yeah, it's, but, it's the picture edit, so I'm not sure yeah. how much. They, but right. but I, I imagine that they are still looking for like what's the best sure. uh, what's the best take. And if you were, you know, if you match back to the original audio, you could hear all the different tracks. So if you were like, oh, I just want to hear this person's individual mic, you right. know, then you could you could hear it and be like, okay, the whatever the boom mic is is causing all this interference, but her track is clean or whatever, right. you know. It wasn't that it took so long for us to come up with a solution. It was that we wanted to make sure that it was 100% right. that it worked. Yeah. Um, because we didn't want to just be like, okay, this looks like it worked. Let's, let's throw yeah. it into action. And, and then, then we like, get the sound house calling us being like, yeah. hey, all this stuff that you did doesn't work for us. So we had to make sure that it was not only because the other thing is that we're not just we don't have to worry only about editorial, picture editorial. Right. We have to worry about all of all finish, phases. you know, so mm -hmm. like color and uh, and audio and everything. So just because editorial is happy doesn't mean that everybody's going to be right. happy. So we got to make sure that all of our bases are covered, that everything, you know, especially doing it in the middle of the season, we really wanted to make sure that everything right. was, was completely correct. I mean, I feel like you guys are kind of already touching on it right now, but what makes us so different? Like, Granted, yes, when we've done deep dives on the fact that like we are very resolve core focused because it does so many things. You can do VFX touch-ups, you can do color, obviously color, you can edit in it, et cetera, et cetera. You can online. So, but the the big thing here is just literally how detail oriented you guys are, how it's white glove essentially, but like that's me from the outside again. The dailies here are uh, pretty handcrafted. <laughs> you know, um, there's just there's more uh, involvement, you know, because color friend is pretty just bam, 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 you know, so, mm -hmm. but uh, to be too boastful, really, but having done dailies at other places, like our reprocesses are like really low. Like it's pretty really? rare that they're like, this is totally wrong. Yeah, I mean, occasionally, but, obviously, yeah. we'll still have to do Every now and then, but, but, it's, but it's rarely because of mistakes that we made and more just because of like, oh, we actually wanted it done this way. Or, right, uh, right. Almost always, if it's a reprocess, it's like, oh, we changed our minds and want it done mm -hmm. a different way. Mm -hmm. And they didn't tell us. Which, you know, that's not my fault. I can't help it. <laughs> right, right, right. Um, I can't read their minds. Right, right. But, uh, sorry, go ahead. Oh, no, no. That's also just kind of the weird challenge of dailies is, you know, we weren't on set. <laughs> So we don't know what they were trying to do, but we get all their stuff mm -hmm. and it's, so when you get a clip or a shot that has no slate, no uh, metadata, no audio, no scene and take, mm -hmm. you're like, what are you? <laughs> well, that's actually, you touched on a kind of a pretty big point. And part of why, again, we were so fortunate during the pandemic is because we had systems where somebody did not have to be on set. Yeah. Like it was built in a way that we actually helped keep bodies yep. off set right right so but um the the whole point of of having the pot out there of bringing all this over again going back to like touching all the various departments like what is it that actually what have you guys heard back from clients because like to your point you have shows like lily Singh. And full credit, but like that's all Mike right there. I will say this: like you have to like they were very guerrilla, honestly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like they had <laughs> the cameras, they they were shooting like in a house. It was very uh, what's the books? Uh, Spike, Mike, Slackers and Dykes. That right, one, right, yeah. That where it's just like, look, pick up the camera, point it, shoot yeah. it. But well, they they they, they had so much content. They were doing like two drops a day because she was right. a YouTube star, and so she had all the social media stuff, but at the end of the day, 
they were working on a constrained budget. I don't know if anybody at home could tell that because it still came out beautiful. Yeah, but oh like, good. it's amazing. It's, it was an ambitious show. I mean, no, no joke. Like they put out a lot of episodes. Yeah, a lot, a lot of content. They shot every single day. They had tons of guests, like sixty-five guests, I think. And uh, I mean, talk about bespoke daily. Like this was a YouTube star who had some of the best produced Instagram videos, like right. because of how much they were filming. Right, right, and yeah, and it, it, it was a more difficult show to do because of. Uh, you know, whatever, like lack of money or lack of experience from people. But, um, you know, we still, we still were able to get it done for them. That's why I bring it up because we're not those people. Right. We're not the ones that are like, I'm sorry, only big budgets can come in. <laughs> right, that right. is the antithesis of who we are. Yeah. That is why things like GeoPost and Cinecode exist right. is because we actually wanted to open the door to people that like, look, we know you're working on a budget. We know that you have a story that you want to tell. Let's help you get it out. What was unique about that show was that they did like three cameras that were like regular traditional studio cameras. Uh-huh. Um, those were all slated, time code, uh, everything normal. If, it, if the show had just been those three cameras, it wouldn't have been anything out of the ordinary. Um, but they shot a lot of other cameras. And the other cameras were not like pro-grade cameras. I mean, you know, pro-grade, but not like studio-grade cameras. Um, so they were all more like DSLRs type stuff. And uh, so no time code. Uh, so those ones you couldn't sync by time code, which is generally how we sync and is the fastest way to sync. Assuming that they're actually doing their job and making sure that all the right. time code on the slate, time code on the cameras, and time code on the audio all match perfect, mm-hmm. um, which we check, you know, and sometimes you have to slip it, you know, but. Um, well, that is what I'm trying to goad you into here is because right. like there's so much like I don't even know that any, everybody listening to this is even going to know what manual sync means. Right. Because I, I hope my hope is that it's not just a bunch of our clients listening to this or people that already understand this, but like literally it's like I want. The, the kid in Biloxi, Mississippi to be able to, to listen to this and learn a little bit about something about all the doors that are actually open and you you have other options than being an actor or a writer or mm-hmm. a cinematographer. Like there's so many ways into this business that you will find a heck of a lot of joy. Like you don't have to be LeBron James to enjoy basketball. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Although that's not fair because you guys kind of are your own LeBron James. But anyway, I'm just... I'm kind of LeBron James of daily, but... I, but. <laughs> well, it is a, a viable career. And I think uh, automation that kills everything, I think it's automated to about as far as it can be automated. Yeah. You're still going to need... Because part of a lot of the job is you're kind of the a digital accountant for the day. You know, they give you... All their shots, the camera reports, and the script notes, and you've got to reconcile every shot because uh, a lot of times they write the wrong scene on the slate, mm-hmm. or the audio has the wrong scene and take in the audio metadata, which is where we get all of the scene and take information from. Yeah. So when sound is off, mm-hmm. like they're doing scene 13A, and he, still, he thinks they're still doing scene 13. I like to think of it more as a detective. Detective. There yeah. are times where you have to investigate. Yeah, there are times I don't want to be an accountant. I, I prefer to be a detective. <laughs> detective. Like a crime scene. What yes. happened? What happened? Yes, reconstruct. <laughs> oh, but back to uh, checking scene. Yes, when I was a kid, you know, and you'd watch like uh, movies where they'd be about movies, and there was the slate, maybe like scene thirteen, take two. I always thought that clap just meant like go, right. <laughs> like all right, let's do this, you know. It was the pistol. I didn't really right, right, the starter gun, that kind of thing. I was like, oh, huh, all right. But uh, then doing dailies, I realized the audio is being recorded separately, the video is being recorded separately, and we got to marry the two. So you need some sort of event. 
Yeah. And so sometimes they don't slate or audio sound cuts before the clap. Well, that was the thing. I think I was sitting with <laughs> Or it's out of frame or whatever. So then <laughs> yes. you've got to find yeah. some sort of event to sync to. There was something, I think I was sitting there watching you with like the lasso dailies yeah. and you said like uh, it was either out of the shot or something and you had to, you were, you saw that someone's necklace hit the table or something right. and that's what you sunk to. And I was like, right. shut the front door. Yeah. Yeah. There's sometimes you'll be painted into such a corner where you're like, all right, well, let me watch the video clip and see if somebody points, does something. I mean, it's, it's the, it's the, the way that we do dailies now, it's the very first thing. Yeah. <laughs> so if you're spending a ton of time trying to find the sink. Oh yeah, you then, can't do anything that, until everything you've else it. is on hold. Yeah. Take it back. So like head of the class was a pilot. Right. That was about three days worth of a shoot and you did that on best light. Like right. so how often have we even used have we used that on anything? Uh, I've done best light twice, once with head of the class and then before that we did Angie Tribeca. Oh um, the and, whole series? No, only season four. So um with season four of Angie Tribeca, which is a great show and really funny if anybody hasn't watched it. Um <laughs> Uh, they wanted every episode to, to look like a specific movie or sometimes several movies. Like they wanted one episode to look like Fight Club. They wanted one episode to look like Devil Wears Prada, one episode to look like Fargo. Um, so they wanted that to come through in the edit. So they had us every single day, um, act, you know, color correct, like stylized color correction. Not just like usually with Best Light, you're just uh, balancing color, yeah. making everything look flat and normal. Um, you know, good, but like everything matching and looking the same. Uh, but with with Andrew Tribeca, what we did was was give it this actual you know creative color, um, which was really fun. It was really cool to do. Um, I got I got uh, taught how to do it on the on that job. We had another colorist working with us as well. Um, but uh, that was that was a very unique situation. Usually you won't mm -hmm. do that. Best light normally just means make the shots all even and good, which is what I did for head of the class. But which what, what was weird is that because it was a pilot and because it just like seemed like it just like kind of like happened mm -hmm. like there was not enough prep for this show like the day before they had said it was going to be one LUT for everything and yeah. then the the daily showed up and there was a ton of CDLs a ton of different uh you know color applications that were supposed to be added to it and none of it looked right like I like in dailies sometimes you'll get you'll get LUTs to color the clips and you'll just know like there's no way this yeah. is right like it's like they, that way with David makes man for some of the first days. Right. Like either yeah. it's like super crushed, super way, dark, too, way too dark, too or like saturated. all blown out, yeah. or just looks like completely desaturated. Right. Like anytime when something looks extreme, like we'll usually yeah. call it out and be like, hey, we just want to make sure this is the look you're going right. for because it looks horrible. This yeah. cannot be possible. <laughs> yeah. um, and that was the case with that show where I was like, this can't be right. Um, so I sent them stills of what I, what I was seeing on, my, on our side, like saying like, hey, I'm, this is what it is with this with the, with what you gave me. Is this right? You know, this is absolutely foundational. To bring people into dailies, you learn every last nuance mm -hmm. of what needs to happen to get this to editorial, to get this to sound, to get this to color, to get this to VFX. That's why, like, we would much rather hire a Markley and a Kirkman who are like, this sounds like so much fun. <laughs> That's such a good Kirkman. <laughs> That's so good. But like the the you get it. There's gravitas here. There's there's something foundational about going through all of these processes, the detail of it, the nuance of it, and you might end up loving like you know Joe Suzuki. We miss you. Like started in oh, dailies. Question. I know, but like he's off now. Assistant 
VFX editor on the Umbrella Academy. And that was a dude who went from dailies to VFX to VFX editor and on he went. Like you can find some real passion being this entrenched with all that you guys touch in a night. Yeah. <laughs> Was, was the boys after show like our biggest would you say footage wise or who wants to be a millionaire? Who wants to be a millionaire destroyed all oh, records yeah. right right that's that's the most footage we've ever gotten was that 115 oh, it was, hours it was over 100 hours every single day every day <laughs> every day, day yeah i double checked so i, I think i think it was it's like because there's so many cameras yeah well so many cameras and they shot so much right because I think they shot the entire season in one week oh yeah there was like three episodes oh right or something like yes that. so uh well, it's not, they don't even shoot it by episodes. They just shoot contestants. So sometimes this will be broken up into multiple episodes, like where they're like, and then we'll come back next week but to see the end of Do like this. three a day or something but like yeah, that? Yeah, they would do three full. Well, it just would matter how fast because some people would lose really quickly or some people would you know, go, go <laughs> Well, right that's on. the thing. Some of them didn't make it to air, right? Like I don't know. I didn't. I haven't watched the whole season. But yeah, they shot so much every single day because it's so many cameras. Um, I think they had like 12 cameras. Um, and then. Uh, yeah, just just uh, they shot eight, you know, or whatever, probably twelve hours a day. So yeah. you know, not continuous the whole twelve hours, but um, yeah, you have that many cameras shooting long, long, long hour long takes or whatever it adds up. And yeah, it would be over a hundred hours a day. I think the biggest day was like yeah, like hundred and fifteen, but all of them were over a hundred. Uh, and uh, for reference, a normal day of dailies is about six hours. But uh, I would say between like. Three and five hours is probably like a, a pretty good estimate for how much shows mm-hmm. shoot. Something like Ted Lasso, which is a little bit more cinematic, they shoot it a lot more like a movie. Mm-hmm. They usually only shoot like two hours a day because they're spending a lot of time on setups. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, something like NLA, they it's crazy. So that what they they will shoot like first of all, they hardly ever shoot one two takes mm-hmm. because because they're all pros they've they been doing do. it so long yeah. they know exactly what they need yeah. and they yeah. and they and they get it on the first they usually get it on the first try there yeah. you will see many takes that are one take wow. they're like we got it yeah they shoot like 30 second clips because they they yeah. get exactly what they need and they're like move on to the next thing mm-hmm. whereas like most takes are going to be like three minutes long because mm-hmm. you're going to have like some like stuff at the head before they start call action and then you know probably somebody will mess up they'll run it back a little right. bit or whatever but that show is like every single clip is just like get exactly what we need for the episode, cut, move on to the next. Mm-hmm. It's very rare, but um, <laughs> so they, that's also why they don't shoot as much is because their takes are really short. Mm-hmm. There'll be a lot of clips. They shoot a lot of clips, um, and then that's another part of dailies that's like hard to judge because you could be like, oh, like we got the footage in and it's only an hour and a half or whatever, mm-hmm. two hours. And like, oh, easy day. But if they shot four hundred clips, right. Like, it, that is a lot of work because each one of those clips has to be synced. So there's more takes equals more work. So you could get a day that's, like, super, like you know, 10 hours, but if they were like, oh, it's just... 50 th- clips. It's three, <laughs> it's three cameras rolling for simultaneously the entire day. Recently, we also, you know, outside of Lasso being across the pond, we've also, we, we had the boys after show, which was, like, what? Eight, All over, eight yeah. different countries or, like... Oh, right. And New Zealand was, like... The, the best wiring was what, like Israel or something or like Rochester, New York. It was like some like, really? Mm-hmm. And then we couldn't get uh, we couldn't get a good connection in like Chicago or something. Yeah, it was like one of the I can't remember which one it was. But yeah, it was one of the big cities that you would assume would be like the easiest one to get footage from. And that was the hardest. Yeah. But New Zealand was the one where it was like, oh, yeah, we got that immediately because we, we always get Carl Urban stuff like right away. Yeah. Uh, and 
uh, yeah, it's so bizarre. It's like that's the furthest one away that, you know, I wouldn't necessarily think that they have like the most awesome internet connection. But yeah, how was that? That had to be like around the clock because you had so many different locations. Uh, they didn't shoot every day, mm-hmm. so it was less. I can't remember exactly how if the turnaround was like next day always. I think what we would do is uh, everything that was shot in studio was turned over next day, and then we had like a little bit extra buffer for the stuff that was uh, shot in different locations. Well, just for reference, like uh, bringing over camera masters, uh, if Ted Lasso had, because it's uh, what, 4K again? It's just, Ted Lasso yeah. is over sometimes 4K. Sometimes 6K for some of the cameras. But yeah. anyway, it can take as much as 20 hours to bring the you know, to copy the camera masters over But you're, here. you're able to start before that. So that's why we, yes, we transcode it down to DNX 36, which makes like a 60 gig file down to like one gig. <laughs> yeah, like it's significant. It small. cuts, you know, two and a half terabytes down to 70 gigs. It's the only way you can do remote workflow. Speaking of cameras, actually, you know, yes, these cameras, those cameras. The one that always uh, gets me mad when it comes over, just iPhones. I can't stand oh, iPhones. Yeah. Why? Well, because they they're all they're never twenty three nine eight. So right. and that's what we edit in. So everything has to be twenty three nine eight. So they're always like thirty frame or twenty four or whatever. So we have to transcode them to make them twenty three nine eight. Right. And then they're either shot vertical, <laughs> horizontal. They're you know they're just funky. Yeah. You know they're really I've gotten better with them, but every now and then I go oh, iPhone why? So yeah. can we do a real quick thing here? So if yeah. I'm if I'm on my phone. And I want to shoot. Where am I going? Like I'm coming up here, or 720p. Yeah, so, so yeah, this will change what size you're shooting in. So if you want to shoot 4K, <laughs> this is shooting your frame rate. So the only options you're gonna have is is 24, 30, or 60. Right. So we uh, using the base iPhone program. So 24 would be what we would ask them to hopefully shoot in. Yeah. It's the closest to 23. We'll still have to transcode still that. Transcode. Uh-huh. Um, but it will be less significant. Right. Uh, you, what basically what we have to do is drop frames because you're shooting too many frames per second. Right. So um, for TV broadcast, it has to be in a, a very specific two, frame. 23.976 mm-hmm. frames per second. GoPro's not time code. Right. And usually so it's just all zeros. So and time codes, the first thing we use to orient ourselves and sync and all thing. that. Yeah. But if they use the, if they have a slate, they have a smart slate, then we can right. use that we thing can use a smart slate. to input. But, but then again, if you have no slate, they don't no slate time it. code, and then no audio info, now you're like, I got to really be oh. a detective. <laughs> or if they do the bizarre <laughs> thing of holding the slate with it down so the time code's not running, right. but they still want it synced. <laughs> yes. And you're like, well, then why didn't you clap it? Yeah, yeah. But that's why there's so, so many different playing. things. You know, we got yeah. camera reports, script notes, right. slate, audio. These are right. all, that's why, you know, that's where the detective work com- comes in is like, you're like, okay, this, this, and this match, but this one doesn't. So this is the odd man out. I'm guessing these three right. are right. Exactly. Unless you get all four of them are different. And then that you're like, then you usually go script notes because scripty is usually yeah. they're the most on top of it. So mm-hmm. how important to you guys is like the pre-production call? Huge. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's super duper important. Um, when we didn't, when we don't do it, it hurts because it means it just means that the the, the beginning of the show is going to be rocky, right? Mm-hmm. Um, because everybody's not on the same page. Um, people might think like, oh, this obviously this is the way that things are done, but it's like not necessarily. Well, I'm, the way that I do things might be different, or the, 
not the way I do things, but the way that we do things at DFT might differ from what they're expecting. Mm -hmm. Like like what we're talking about with the old way that we did dailies, the editors might be like, what is this? Why are these dailies different than what we usually get? And it's like, well, we could have avoided that by having a pre-production call, having everybody on the same page of being like, this is the dailies that we're going to turn over. And then also doing a a day where we do a a test run or like, here's the delivery check and make sure that everything that we gave you is what you want. A camera test. Right, camera test. (laughs) A lot of times those things happen, but a lot of times they don't. And it just is the difference between a first day being a nightmare, uh, whether it's just for me having to like figure it all out. And then I, you know, it remains invisible to everybody else. They just get what they want in the end. Mm-hmm. Um, or I give them something and they're like, what is this? And then I have to be like, I don't know. You I thought <laughs> but this is how, this yeah. is what I yes, do. You style. tell me what you want different and we'll do it differently. But this is nothing was expressed to us that it needed to be done differently. So those are the, the things you can work out that are much easier to work out ahead of time as opposed to like when you're dealing with actual dailies. This is what I think, this is why this mattered to me so much because I think what you just said is kind of the core of this whole just dailies idea because I'm thinking of like, uh, just to shortcut, anyone who's ever seen the movie The Intern with Anne Hathaway and Robert De Niro, we're in there's this... <laughs> it's Bobby D, go watch it. But like... There's this table in the middle of the room where everyone just keeps throwing stuff on it. And mm-hmm. it's like, we'll deal with it, whatever. Da, yeah. da, da, da. And Bobby <laughs> De Niro's character comes in and he's like, this is ridiculous. Let me organize it, sort it out and take mm-hmm. care of it. And it was like, oh my God, like yeah. a huge difference that it makes. And so when I hear you talking about this, and that's why I specifically asked about the pre-pro call is because the organization of it, making sure that you're all on the same page is so huge. But when you hit go... Like, everyone's just yeah. trying to get their job, the right? trains left the state. And so then they hand it all off to dailies right. to deal with. Mm-hmm. And you do. Mm-hmm. But I don't know that everyone really understands how many things end up on your table. Right. Can I ask you guys kind of like a, a hot button question here? Because people keep saying camera to cloud, camera to cloud. And I don't think people are always honest when they call something camera to cloud. What does it mean to you guys? Basically, it's it's putting the camera masters into a uh, accessible location that we have access to and the client has access to, mm-hmm. um, and that that does you get said every every single day. Um, that's us. That's us. Yes. Yes. Um, it's one of the it's one of the the uh, archival processes that we go through every single day. So everything gets backed up to LTO, so actual hard physical media, and everything gets mm-hmm. backed up to our our servers, our our Swift servers, which are what we call the cloud. Um, but yeah, it means that eventually that anybody who anybody who ha, you know has access to these camera masters can access them from wherever mm-hmm. wherever they are because um, they are in the cloud, mm-hmm. um, which is a huge. It means you know mm-hmm. that every you know you can access them from any anywhere in the world. It's, it's, it's so the whole... anywhere your VFX vendors are to anywhere that your director is posted up to wherever you have editorial etc. It's all accessible. Correct. I mean, you know, if you have the internet, that would be the one and also uh, the permission. Well, that's why I prefaced it by saying, like, only the people who... Have, yeah. It's very secure. Obviously, you have to have uh, the password. Yeah. We have been True Camera Cloud for... Since I worked here, for sure. That's seven, eight years now? Almost seven, yeah. Yeah, buddy. Right? Or almost six. I don't know. <laughs> it's been a while. So It's been a long time. That yeah, was a journey, you guys. All right. You did. Well, I still am like, we did not talk about all of this. Yeah, there's still just kind of more... <laughs> what are we missing? ...to it. Uh, like so uh, many little things like it's 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 hard because like that's the the hardest thing about dailies is is that especially like teaching it is like you'll be like okay 
this, this is how you do dailies, A, B, C, D. And then you're like, except that lots of times between A and B, this happens. Right. Or th- sometimes this will happen. Or, and some ifs. It, yeah. like, how many times have you done, like, Kirkman, how many times have you done dailies where you're just like, oh, this, Mike, what, what is this? What happened? And I come in and I'm like, I, I, don't, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've never seen this before. Right. And right. I guess I've been doing dailies for whatever, six years. And uh, I, you think you see everything, but... St- at, Stuff will come up. You're like, I have no idea what this Weird is, thing. and you have to troubleshoot. I mean, that's the big, the biggest thing about dailies is that, like Paul was saying, like you never know what you're gonna get, and sometimes things are communicated with you, and sometimes they're not. And even if they are, if it's something we've never dealt with before, you'd be surprised how often stuff comes in that's like brand new. It's like, oh, like like, and or uh, Ted Lasso loves to do this, where they're like, oh, we got a new camera that's not even on the market yet, yeah. and you're like, <laughs> okay, yeah. <laughs> Uh, I guess we have to update to the newest version of Resolve because nothing else will support these files, you know? And that's great. It's cool that they're so cutting edge, but it also yeah. means like, oh, that we have no test. We've never done this before. Um, it's hilarious. When you started this story, I was going to be like, oh my God, it's like choose your own adventure. But here <laughs> now I feel like it's the floor is lava. <laughs> <laughs> it, just, it just means that there's like always, there's as much as dailies feels like a routine and everything's the yeah. same every single day. It's true except for... It's not like right. it, you it, do have curveballs. Like it, it, the the process is always the same, but the problems that come up are always yeah. different. So it's hard to like fully teach somebody dailies like in like a week because it's like here's you'll get the basics of it, but there's gonna be stuff that comes up every night that you're gonna be like, okay, this doesn't fall under this basics that I was taught. Like, what is this? And I'll have to be like, oh yeah, sometimes this happens. You know, like. <laughs> Because there's too many sometimes this happens to, like, teach at one time. Right, right. If ever we write a manual for dailies, up. can it be called Sometimes This Happens? <laughs> yes. I don't want to write it, though. <laughs> I know you don't. <laughs> the thing that you said is always how things work. It's not how it works on this show. <laughs> and then I'll be like, oh, yeah, for some reason that show does it differently. He is actually that direct. He is. You Kirk- know how you said that it, it's always this way? Well, you were wrong. Yeah. Well, Kirk... <laughs> Kirkman is very good at, at refining the process because he likes to he likes to question everything that we do, which is good, uh, and it means that I'm always that it means that I'm always explaining why we do things, mm-hmm. and if it turns out that it, there is no reason, maybe that means we need to reevaluate it. Mm-hmm. Um, and, but if it turns out that there is a reason, then I'm like Kirkman, just do it because I said so. <laughs> and because it happens at night, it really does feel like it's just magic, you know? Like mm-hmm. they they shoot during the day and then the and editors the come day. in the next day yeah. and they're here. With that, guys, thank you. I know this was a nice chunk of your night. This was a hell of a lot of fun for me. Kirkman, I think, fell asleep. I'm exhausted. <laughs> oh, yeah. He's been here all day. Yeah. Oh, that's right. I've been here since two. Let's right. get you out of I need here. to go to sleep. Yeah. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, cool. appreciate these guys. Thank See you, you in the next one. Thanks for having us on The Drop. <laughs> <laughs>